Welcome back to Black Traveling LCSWs. Black Traveling LCSWs is a podcast that speaks to all social workers or social work enthusiasts about the importance of self-care by way of travel and various social work topics across the board. If you choose to travel during this pandemic, travel at your own risk. This podcast is not responsible for any unforeseen incidents that may occur during your travels. Welcome back, y'all. Hey. I'm Brittany. I'm Tia. And this is Black Traveling LCSW. And we are back for episode three. Uh-oh, consistency. And tonight we are talking about work-life balance and why we fake. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we fake, y'all. Mm. But before we get into our fakeness, we want to talk about work-life balance. So, question. You ready? Answers. What has been, so far, the best thing that you've done this year to take care of your mental health? Ooh. Okay. (laughs) To take care of my mental health? Amen. Uh... From a work perspective or a life perspective? We'll say both. From a work perspective, I got a promotion, so a major career change. Not too major, but still a big career change mm-hmm. than my intended goal. So that's going to be really good for my mental health, just going into a different facet of social work, mm-hmm. which I'm very excited for. Um, personal life, mm. I've been trying not to sweat the things that I cannot change. Mm, that's a good one. Try to be mindful that if I can't control it, if I can't change it, ain't no reason to be pressed over it. Mm-hmm. What about you? Mm. First of all, let's not skate over the fact that you a whole boss out here. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're going to get into that. We'll get into that. But as far as work, I would say similar to what you said about like not being worried about stuff you can't control, I think I have released myself from being anxious about meeting productivity. Okay. Because yes. either I will or I won't. Okay. But what I know is that I'm doing my best. Uh-huh. And that's all I can do. Mm. And life. Because mm, I know you got a lot going on playing this wedding. Girl, it is a lot going on. I would say, I feel like therapy has been my number one. Mm. Um what I do to kind of have balance with life is being able to have support and just an hour worth an hour a week just to kind of vent and and process and talk about stuff that I got going on because I have a lot going on right Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. so I'm grateful for therapy okay I need to be like you and get me a therapist I be playing you do be playing Mm. I've been trying they try to work with me though so. I'm gonna ask you about something, but I'm gonna wait. Okay. <laughs> Off air. <laughs> so yeah, so work life balance. I don't even know where I mean I feel like like I said, therapy for me has been my number one way of like self care and keeping balance between life and my job and my relationship. Cause I have a whole fiance now. Yes, so. <laughs> better be a bride out here. Somebody's wife. 
and um, somebody this good thing. Mm. Yay. Okay. And then I don't know what I'm doing outside of that. We have a lot of fun though. Me and my fiance, we we travel a lot. We do stuff together. We started painting. That's been fun. Oh, that is so cute. So hiking. I like exercise. I haven't been exercising like I should, but when I was in a routine, I felt better mm-hmm. physically and mentally. My head was clear. So I'm happy that the time change has happened because that kind of gives me more. It feels like I have more time in the day because yes. it's not getting dark so fast. Right. Speaking of, we need to go ride bikes too. We need oh, to schedule time. that in. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I have a bike. So I plan on putting that to use. And I don't know. What about you? So... It's crazy because when I interviewed for this new position, one of the questions was, how do I balance my work and life? Mm -hmm. And I thought that they were asking me what I did for fun. Mm -hmm. So I was just going to this big old spiel about how I got this Peloton and how I like to travel. Mm -hmm. And I even put a little plug in like every two months. Hint, hint. Right. So they know. And they were like, um... That's not really what we're asking, but <laughs> <laughs> how do you make sure that you're good, you're not burnt out, mm. was the question. I was like, oh, well, I make sure that I try to keep work at work as much as I can, decompress, and come home. So even if it's sitting in the car for 30 minutes to an hour once you don't pull up to your driveway just to breathe and get your mind right, mm-hmm. I think that counts as a way to kind of keep that balance. Absolutely. I'm glad you said that because whenever I'm talking to the other behavioral health providers at my job, a lot of them are working at home and taking their laptops home and they have access to our, of course, EMR, which is protected, but a lot of them are charting at home and I just can't do that. There's mm. been a handful of times where I've had to do that, but I prefer not to even have access to Epic at For home. For sure. Because I don't want to take that to my house. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I want to have peace. I don't want to be worried about doing any charting and having that on my brain while I'm at home. And I'm, and I'm trying to relax and, and take a break from, from work, so... And I would even say that those who are working from home in general, like you're still working from home, not being able to go back to your office or in the field or whatever you do, mm-hmm. make sure you have a separate space where you do your work versus where you relax. So it's not feeling like you on the clock all the time. Mm-hmm. So if you have a room that you can designate, this is my work room, don't work from home in your bedroom or a living room, a place where you relax, try to designate an area that's just for work. Mm-hmm. So it feels like, okay, I can close that door and I can be home now. Right. Another thing I've done lately to avoid getting burnt out, which I'm thankful I'm able to do because I have flexibility with my, um, my job, mm-hmm. is focus on different interventions each week. So this week I was focused on asthma and okay and behavior and then previous weeks it's been adhd um interventions or um obesity follow-ups so i have like a lot of flexibility with what i can do during the week and what i can assist the provide the medical providers with Mm -hmm. so i was just been trying to switch it up so i don't get 
you know, I like that. To, yeah, since I'm not doing this, so I'm not doing the same thing every day. Keeping it spicy at work. Mm-hmm. What else? How did you um, give them any other things that you do to avoid burnout? Uh, I think I mentioned too that I do bounce. Sometimes I do supervision, not necessarily like not like formal supervision, but sometimes I might bounce ideas off of like you or some of my other social work friends or therapist friends, like. Mm-hmm. If, I, if it's a tough case or something that, you know, has me feeling some kind of way to kind of process with them mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm doing everything I know how to do within my scope to treat my patients. Yeah, so. yeah that's good to have a, a group of other mental health clinicians that you can staff cases with. Because mm-hmm. ha- you're one of those people too. I'll send you a random text like, "Hey, what do you do if so and so? If this is happening?" Mm-hmm. So that's good to have support. Absolutely. So hopefully, with this new role, since you call me out, <laughs> this is this new role that I have taken on. So now that, well, you guys know that I've been working with hospice and palliative, mainly on the palliative side. But now my role has switched. I'm going to the hospice side of things and I actually am the, so the, the, the title is called support services team lead, but really it is, I am the social work and chaplain manager. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be managing all the social workers and all the chaplains and they report to me. So I'm excited about that leadership opportunity. I'm, and I'm mm-hmm. thankful that my organization sought me out for this role mm-hmm. and encouraged me to apply for it. So yeah. change is good. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a segue. It kind of threw a monkey in the monkey in the ranch, ranch in the monkey. How you say it? <laughs> anyway, a monkey in the ranch. <laughs> threw me for a loop there for my go. career goals for the year, which is I'm okay with because I'm good with change in that aspect. And it might push some things back, but again, I'm fine with that because it's going to give me an opportunity to, to get my feet wet in a different path of social work from the management aspect of it. So I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to that. I really am. Yeah, and I think it's awesome that you were handpicked. Like, the person that chose you saw the vision and saw the, the leadership ability in you. I bet that feels good. It does feel good to be recognized, especially because... Again, I was by myself in the palliative role, so didn't think that I was being seen. Mm-hmm. And content mm. with that because, you know, I come do a job and be out. Right. But I guess when the your actions, your work speaks for you. Right. So I guess that's kind of thing like, well, I guess I am doing my job and I mm-hmm. guess I am really turning it out over there for them to say, hey, we have this role. I want you to apply for it. Absolutely. You were seen. I love that. Right. So. But you know what's crazy about that? Before we get into that, uh-huh. I actually had a reading done. And I don't know if I told you this or not, but I had a reading a reading done mm-hmm. the beginning of the year. And the lady was pulling my cards and mm-hmm. she was saying that, how do you feel about your job? And I was talking to her about my job and she said, well, there's... The cards are telling me that somebody is looking at you at your job. And mm. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but just be mindful that somebody is looking at you. Wow. And then a couple of days later, my new boss to be hit, hit me up and was like, mm. hey. Look at that. I went, okay. You just never know, girl. I see you. And it's happened fast, too. Yeah. 
Well, moving on to why Tia is fake. Why Brittany is fake? Because <laughs> Brittany was fake first, y'all. Let it be. Let it be known. I think I was. I definitely. Was I know fake you first, was, and I was not gonna tell you about my fakeness until today. <laughs> right. But tell the world why you fake to you, Brittany. <laughs> So, y'all, Brittany is fake because she went and got her first COVID vaccination. I'm vaccinated. Partially. <laughs> and she wasn't going to tell me. I was keeping a secret. She was. Surprise. I hit her up the other day and I was like, girl, I'm fake. <laughs> and, <laughs> and show her my vaccination card. And she was like, girl, I went a couple days ago. I wasn't going to even tell you. <laughs> I said, girl, I'm fake too. Don't even worry about it. Life comes quick because our last episode, we were just talking about our hesitancies about the vaccine. And mm-hmm. now here we are, a little, we almost are. a month later, halfway in. So, being the procrastinator that I am, my practice manager came to me and she's just like, oh, by the way, we can get you registered to get the shot. I can send you the link right now. You can get registered. And so, I didn't even think twice because to me, I know myself. And I know that if I continue to push things off, they're just not going to happen. Like, mm. So in my mind, I was like, just do it. And I just did it without even thinking. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't just do it without doing my research because I had done my research. For sure. But I just knew that I needed to make a move. And that was my opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, And for me, so I actually got offered the shot a long time ago, like back in January. Mm-hmm. And... Funny enough, it's actually the lady who is my new boss. She was like, I can get you the vaccine if you want it. And this is back in January. And I thought about it. And I was like, well, no, I want to wait. Like I told y'all last episode. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, if the opportunity comes back, then I will get it. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm open to getting it. And then here comes the opportunity. And she's like, oh, you can go tomorrow. Mm. (laughs) And boom. And boom. So... Where did you go to get yours? Not not details, but like, was it drive-through? Did you go into a... It was like a clinic. Mm-hmm. So it was at the convention center. Okay. Where they had a whole bunch of public health nurses and nurses from the school volunteers. It was like a, like a clinic, but you had to sign up for it. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was that. Okay. So what about you? So I got the shot through my job, of course. And we offer the shot... Um, through drive-through okay. drive-through clinic so I just drove through roll my window down show them my card they verified who I was my got my ticket number I got my vaccine and I had to wait 10 minutes of course mm-hmm. they have paramedics out there to provide aid for people who had any type of allergic reactions and of course I was fine so and it I actually did not feel the shot like it wasn't it wasn't bad at all yeah but let me tell you something. By the end of that day, my arm was killing me. So, in my mind, I'm like, because I've gotten a flu vaccine before, and my arm has been, it's been sore. So, I just was like, well, I'm going to just wait it out. It'll probably go away. But people kept telling me, like, it's going to be painful. But I minimized it, of course. It was like, <laughs> I'll be all right. So, that night, it was painful. I didn't take anything. Of course, as I'm sleeping, I'm tossing and turning. I'm laying on my arm, not really thinking too much of it. The next day I woke up and I could barely lift my arm. It was really painful, it was sore. Um, But I was still okay. I was still like minimizing it in my mind because I'm like, okay, after a certain time, it's gonna go, the pain will go away, it's gonna subside. 
So at my desk, I'm clumsy, y'all. So <laughs> I'm at my desk. I'm turning in my chair. I think I hit it once. Like I'm. <laughs> oh my gosh. The most. I'm doing the most. Just not even thinking twice, going about my day. And by the evening time, I started having flu symptoms. So I started feeling like I had the chills. I felt a little nauseous. Um, I had trouble with like lifting my arm. And I was so angry. Like I called my fiance. I was like, babe, I don't know why I'm so mad, but I'm so mad right now. <laughs> and, I <was laughs> and I was like, you know what? I can understand why people are so irritable when they're in pain because it hurts. So that night I ended up taking some Theraflu and some ibuprofen. And by the next morning, I was feeling better. And the pain had gone away a little bit. So I wasn't, it wasn't as painful, but it still was uncomfortable Mm -hmm. for me to lift my arm and just do, like, do my hair and stuff like that. But by the fourth day, I was fine. I didn't really have any more flu symptoms or anything. And the pain eventually went away. So what about goodness. So, Brittany told me, she said, girl, your arm is going to hurt. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> the next day, my arm was sore, but it wasn't new to this. You just explained. Mm-hmm. I just had some tenderness, and that was it. Thankfully, mm-hmm. my that was it. I was fine. Mm-hmm. Fred actually got the shot the day after me. That's my husband, y'all. Mm-hmm. And um, he was nauseous. He got a little mm-hmm. nausea. Yeah. But other than that... No, I, I was, it was pretty much cool breeze for me. I expected it to be a little tender because it's a shot, mm-hmm. but yeah, it wasn't bad. It was comparable to any other shot that I have had for the most part. Okay. Maybe a little more tenderness, but I don't know. I can't say that it was over the top for me. It wasn't manageable for me. I didn't take anything. Mm-hmm. They said the second one though was the beast. So that's the one that I'm being apprehensive about. Like, yeah, that's what I heard too. The second one was the worst. So... We'll see. I'm scared, but... You in there now. You committed. I, I know. In my mind, I'm like, I mean, I'm like 86% uh, no, ma'am. vaccinated. No, <laughs> right? ma'am. But don't listen to me, y'all. Right. Let's get both shots, because I'm going to get both shots, too. But in my mind, I'm also here. I am minimizing, thinking like, I mean, I didn't have COVID. What could be, what could be worse? Girl, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> the most. <laughs> right. But oh, I had COVID, y'all. That we discussed that two episodes ago. But um, yeah. So I almost wonder if you had these adverse reactions because you've had COVID before. I, maybe so. That's why I'm thinking. I'm just wondering what the second shot will be like for me. Mm. So we'll update y'all. We got about a month before we can get our next shot. So uh-huh, I was listening. Well, on my call, I think. Cause I go back on the first. Maybe it's three weeks. But I go back on the fifth of April. That's crazy. Yeah. So. Hmm. So I tell all that to say that if you want to get your COVID shot and it's available to you, please go do it. Let's help flatten the curve mm-hmm. and slow the spread little PSA but if you don't for whatever reason that's okay too you have the mm-hmm. right to not 
do it. There's definitely, well, from, from us at least, there's definitely no pressure. Whatever you feel like you need to do for your own health, you do right. that. And to protect the health of the people you love and Correct. the people that you're around every day. So and it doesn't matter which vaccine that that is available to you, unless you just press it at a certain time. Because some people are, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You do that. For me, I got the Pfizer. Same. And then my husband got the Moderna. So do and make the best choice for you and your life. That's right. So thank you guys for joining us. You can follow us on Instagram at Black Traveling LCSWs. Um, DM us and let us know if you've gotten vaccinated. If you want to, of course, it's confidential and let us know what your experience was. You can also send us pictures of you traveling and let us know if, yes. if you've been out of the country um, and what your experience was with that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be licensed. We are inclusive of all social workers across the globe. So you can follow us on Instagram, tag us in your travel pictures, and we'll see y'all next week. We out. Thank you.